Does moving to study abroad in the United States or another English-speaking country sound super exciting to you? Well, you're probably like a lot of my students who dream of studying abroad in the United States. And in this video, I'm going to teach you the essential phrases that you'll need to know once you get here when you need to speak to your professors, when you need to speak to your classmates, and when you need to speak to just your friends on campus. Maybe you're just starting to think about the opportunity of studying abroad, or maybe you've already been preparing. Either way, let's get started with these essential phrases that you'll need to know in an English-speaking university. So instead of saying that something is easy if you work hard or if you prepare for it, oftentimes in informal English, you'll hear the word doable. So you may ask your academic advisor, do you think I could take 18 credits or 18 units this semester? And they might say to you, that's doable. That means if you work hard, you can do it. It's very, very possible. So studying abroad in the United States is very doable. And I wanted to talk to you about today's sponsor, which is the official TOEFL test. I'm really proud to be working with the TOEFL test because it's actually the world's preferred English test to gain admissions to an English-speaking university or college. The TOEFL test measures proficiency in academic English, which is the language, of course, that you'll need in the American classroom. So when you take the TOEFL and you're successful, it will help you gain admission to an American university or college or wherever you're studying abroad and you'll feel really confident going into your studying experience. So start thinking about your TOEFL test if you are thinking about studying abroad, but let's get back to learning some more phrases that you'll need once you are studying abroad. Can we please review chapter five? Could we go through chapter five? When you need to ask a question to your professor, you might say, can we review the chapter or can we review chapter five? But another way to say this that's fairly common in informal English is can we go through chapter five? To go through something is a phrasal verb that means the exact same as review or to explain it further. So you might need to go to your professor and say, can we go through this question on the test that I got incorrect? That would be a completely acceptable way to say, can we review it or can you explain it further? And of course, it's a super common, supernatural way to say the same phrase. The professor wants us to make groups of three people. The professor wants us to break up into groups of three. One thing that we'll talk about more in this English lesson is group projects. Group projects are really, really common in American universities. Universities are trying to get students to collaborate because they're going to eventually be in a workplace where collaboration is completely necessary. I know if you're pursuing any sort of business degree, this is essential too, because when you work in a business, you need to learn how to work with others very successfully. So the professor of your class might say, can you form groups of three or four, whatever the number may be. But a really common way to say this that you'll need to understand is the professor might say, can everyone break up into groups of three? This means the exact same, break up the class into this number of people. And when you feel nervous when you break up in your class into groups for group projects, just remember if you feel like the outsider, just smile and make friendly conversation. People will accept you into their group if you're being friendly and very conversational. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Will we be able to read our notes during the test? Is the test open note? Will we be able to read our textbooks during the test? Will the test be open book? Depending on the class or depending on what you're studying, some of your tests in your college or university might be what we call open note or open book. So some of the tests that I took in college, we would be allowed one sheet of plain paper that we could write some notes on, maybe with some formulas or some facts that would help us figure out the problems on the test. And some classes, it doesn't really matter if you've memorized the knowledge, but if you're able to interpret what the textbook says and answer the test questions, then you'll be proficient in that subject. So that's what we call open book. So keep this in mind instead of just saying you can use your notes on the test, the professor might say the test is open note or open book. And this is super important to know in English because you're going to want to be prepared to pass all of your exams with flying colors or to pass them with really good grades. So just remember, I want you to pass your TOEFL IBT test with flying colors. This means I want you to be very successful and get your top scores. And remember, you can take the test at home, in a testing center, or on paper. The options that the TOEFL offers really gives you the chance to be successful in the environment that you're comfortable taking the test in. So I'd highly recommend looking into all three of those options. The English that you use when speaking with classmates might be a little less formal than speaking with your professors, but you also have the chance to be more casual and friendly with them as well. So I'll go over some phrases that will help you sound professional, but I'll also go over some phrases that will help you sound natural and very comfortable in your conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need to get the reading done that I am behind on. I need to get caught up on the reading. Your classmates in your university classrooms might say I'm behind on something. And if you're behind on something, it means you need to catch up on it. When I was in college, the professors would oftentimes give us the syllabus or the list of assignments and tests for the semester and we were in charge of keeping up with the reading. That means each week, you know, they decide a reading, but sometimes there would be no check to make sure that you've done that reading. So you were completely accountable to doing it. And if you had a busy week and you did not get to do the reading, you might fall behind and you will need to get caught up. So this phrase to get caught up means you need to get to the place where your class is on the reading or you need to get caught up on the assignments that are due. My biggest tip for this is to just keep a calendar that you make at the beginning of the semester that schedules out all of the things that you need to do each week 
You guys can do it. Stay accountable on that reading and stay accountable on all your assignments so that you can do your most successful work at your college or university. What was your answer on number two? What did you get for number two? When you're working together with your classmates, you might say, what did you get for this answer? Or you might just say, what did you get? What did you get for number two? If someone said that to me, I would know exactly what they're saying. They're saying for number two on the test question, what did you get for the answer? But it's just more informal English that we use with our classmates. But if we were to raise our hand in class and ask our professor, we would say, could you review the answer? Rather than just saying, what did you get? Or what are we supposed to get for that answer? So informally, you can say, what did you get? Formally, I would recommend saying, what is the answer? Does anyone want to study together? Does anyone want to join a study group? The difference between just saying, does anyone want to study together? And does anyone want to join a study group? I just think to say to join a study group sounds more friendly and informal, like we're all doing this together. But if you say, does anyone want to study together? People might be like, I don't know, is that so formal? So if you want to say, hey, I'm starting a study group, that is really common to do in your classroom. And you might find people that can really help you learn the material better when you study together. And this is especially important when you're networking and making connections because you don't know when those connections will come in handy when you're in a college or university. Maybe someone will know someone that can help you get a job or an internship or you know another opportunity in a classroom. So that's my next tip in this lesson is to always try to join a study group or make your own study group because those friends will really help you get through your classes and be more successful. Let's not get distracted. Let's get back on track. When you're in your study group, those people can definitely become some of your best friends in college. I know for me, that was the case. I had a study group with three other people and we kept having classes as we went on in our major together. Then we became really good friends. So sometimes when we were studying, it was hard not to talk about personal life things. So maybe more formally, you would say, let's not get distracted. But informally, if you're with your friends, you might just say, hey, let's let's stay on track. Let's not get off track. To get off track means the exact same. It means to get distracted or to start talking about something that is not the main subject or not the topic that you are supposed to be working on. What score did you get on the test? What grade did you get on the test? What did you get on the test? Two phrases that are completely interchangeable are what score did you get or what grade did you get? But informally, when you ask your friends after a test, you know, about their grade or how they did, you can say, what did you get? What did you get on the test? So you don't actually have to say grade or score. They'll know exactly what you're saying. And when I was in college, I would not ask all of my classmates what they got on the test or what grade they received. But for my study group that I became really close with, I would always say, hey, what did you get on the test? Just to compare our answers and to compare the things that we did well on and to compare the things that we needed to work on more for the final test. One thing that I always try to tell my students is that when they're coming to university in the United States, when they're speaking with friends, they don't need to be so formal in their conversations and to start listening for more natural phrases 
that you can use that you may have not learned in your classroom. Take a look at this one. What city did you live in before college? What's your hometown? One word that's really important to know when you go off to college is hometown. In the United States, people go to college in a different city or a different state than where they're from. And of course, there's so many foreign students as well that come to study abroad here. So the word hometown means the place where you grew up or the place that you lived before you came to college. So if you're making conversation with a friend, you might say, hey, what's your hometown? Or where is your hometown? And what's your hometown like? This is just asking them questions about the place where they lived as a child or before college. And this is a super natural way to say it. Would you like to meet up with me later? Do you want to chill later? Do you want to grab a bite later? Maybe you've made friends with someone on campus and maybe you've made friends with someone in that study group that you've joined. Now it's time to ask them if they want to hang out later. And there are a ton of ways to do this. You can say, would you like to meet with me later? Although this kind of sounds a little formal. It sounds like you're going to have a meeting for class or for academic reasons. But if you're actually becoming friends with this person, ask them, do you want to chill later? Or of course, you guys can share a meal. You can say, do you want to grab a bite later? When I was a freshman in college, usually all the freshmen that I went to school with had a dining plan so we could go to the dining halls. And it was really fun to have a meal with someone that you were making friends with because you could, you know, have an actual conversation while eating dinner or lunch or whatever it was. So keep the phrase to grab a bite in mind. It just means a really casual meal that you share together. Instead of saying, do you want to have dinner? You can say, do you want to grab a bite? What subject are you getting your degree in? What are you majoring in? What are you studying? In the United States, we often use the words college, school, and university to mean all the same thing. And we can also say, what are you studying? Or what is your major? Or what is your degree to mean the same thing as well? When you get a bachelor's degree in the United States, you typically choose a major. And that is what the degree specializes in. So if you're getting to know someone, you'll definitely want to ask them, what's your major? Or what are you studying? This just means what's your focus in college? And be very prepared to answer this question as well. What are you majoring in? What are you studying in? What is your degree in? Because it seems like everyone will ask you that when they meet you in college as well. I really hope you guys are getting excited to study abroad if that is your dream. And I hope that you're thinking about what you're going to major in or what you're going to study when you come to university abroad. But of course, if you're at the beginning of your journey, make sure to check out the TOEFL IVT test because the score is super useful to starting your academic journey. And in the United States, all of the universities here accept a TOEFL score. Make sure to check out the link below to get registered for TOEFL today. You can take either the TOEFL IBT at home, on paper, or in a testing center. And I think the options for TOEFL are really excellent. Thank you guys for watching this week's lesson. I'll see you in the next video. Goodbye!